Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Oh, Mark, you are molesting your vape uh, that is plugged into a computer. I am. Just what could be more macho than constantly <laughs> smelling of grape sweets? <laughs> Very that little. could be your gimmick. Why hasn't there been a vape boy Why gimmick? There a vapor. Vapor. Oh. Va- vape vapist. Mm, it sounds <laughs> suddenly bad, doesn't it? You can be the vapist and you can <laughs> stalk Sable. We were talking about uh, a wrestler who was who was like the night crawler. Mm, yeah, guy, guy, guy. Richard Ramirez. This is Barry Windham's uh, uh, failed gimmick as the stalker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is a funny. Actually, I mean, there is another serial killer gimmick coming up in this episode. Oh, is there? And that one was quite successful. Ooh. Here's a clue. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> is he a murderer? Is he a, is he a serial killer? It's based on a particular serial killer who was a guy called. Um, ooh, it began with K. I'll check my notes. Richard. He was known as the Iceman. Ah. He was a mafia hitman. But, oh, let's not spoil no. the episode. I mean, if you haven't heard of Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> you listen to the wrong podcast. Well, I mean, you can listen to it anywhere, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Um, There's plenty of other people you won't have heard of that are genuinely good fun. <laughs> um, in, in the last match, I think the only good thing uh, that I wrote down was that Jim Ross uses the word slobber knocker. Yes, he does. And I enjoy the word slobber knocker. I'm going to use it all the time now. Good. Well, you're like Jim Ross because, boy, oh, boy, did he overuse that word. <laughs> does he? Yes, Brilliant. he does. I okay. think even his autobiography is called slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. Yeah. Oh, he, so he, he, did he coin it? Is well, he... he was known for... Uh, yeah, well, he, he used it. <coughs> I, I, th- I think there were points where Vincent Mann said to him, let's ease up on the old Southern <laughs> references all the time. Okay. So it's a slobber knocker. He used yeah. to say, um, if a match was between two people and it was falling apart, mm. he'd go, this is... Rolling shoe ugly. So he had sort of odd code that he'd use <laughs> to signal to you at home what was, you know, what Rolling he thought shoe of things. ugly. Yeah, he was very famous for, my God, my God! Yeah. Um, and, and things like that. Like Terry Funk. Yeah. My God, my God! They keep on cutting to little, um, little adverts for stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Why is... Why is WWF in your house? Uh, that Why was the are these name. men in my house, Mark? <laughs> that Mark, was the get name. them to leave. This is the weirdest thing. It was the name of a pay-per-view. <laughs> right. So they basically did these shorter pay-per-views that would sort of scatter throughout the, the, the year right. to fill in the gaps yeah, yeah. between the, the shows. I, ju- I just couldn't... It just looked like... It looked like um, a, like a, a sitcom from the 90s. It does, yeah. Featuring, like, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I have sister. a vague recollection that the very first one was called that because they gave away a house. 
Oh, and to the winner of the wrestling, uh, or, to, or to, I th- to somebody. I think they just. I think they actually ring them on air, and they <laughs> go, "You've, you've purchased it. the pay per view. You've won the house." And the guy's oh, like, wow. "All right, yeah." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have I now. Like that, I know. It, it's a bit flat. The only the only, the only um, snag is there's a lot of wrestlers in in your house, <laughs> and you got to get rid of them. It's not Iron Sheik, is it? <laughs> it might be Iron Sheik. And he's fuck your house. <laughs> <laughs> I found some shit in the glove box. I've done it all. I'm gonna rip your head off. We're gonna we we actually meet. Iron Sheik in yes, the next match. Yes, we really do. Timing. Wonderful. Uh, Hockey Dog Man turns up at one point. Um, mm. uh, but not until, for a little bit later, but someone has got a honky-tonk sign uh-huh. that says, Honky-tonk man, greatest ever. Imagine that world, Mark. <laughs> Imagine that world where the honky-tonk man is the greatest ever. I think if you zoom into the crowd, that will be honky-tonk man himself <laughs> holding it up. He did used to say, uh, oh, the greatest of all time, the greatest in- intercontinental champion, and, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. He he had a gimmick here. What's interesting here is 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 slightly he's being used politically, so mm. they, they uh, are having lots of problems with WCW poaching stars. And oddly, Hunky Tonk Man has gone with Hogan in about 94, 5 right. to WCW. Yeah. So they want to show, look, we've got him back. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a shame it's we, Honky. We don't, we don't want to put him in the ring. No. We don't want to, to show why we got rid of him in the first place. No, why no. We let I mean, I mean he is down. in it in the <laughs> ring. And so they put him on commentary. There's a funny thing. They, I they quite also, like him on commentary. I didn't mind him as bad as much this one. He says a couple of oh, absolute yeah, fucking <laughs> clangers. But Jesus Christ, they have a little bit where they, they cut to um, some other legends in, in the crowd. Oh, yeah, They're Albano's not calling them there. legends, really, at this point. Right. But Captain Lou Albano and Arnold Scoland, who was a, uh, a manager of Bruno Sammartino. Right, so, okay, yeah, and, yeah. and a guy from behind the scenes. Mm. But they've, they've had things like their Slammy Awards the night before. Oh, yes! The Slammys get mentioned so much on oh, this show. Yes. And I haven't got a fucking clue what they are. <laughs> I think somebody won the best hair. Oh. The Slammys start back in 85. The and fuck I mean, I mean, Slammy? The Slammys is... stupid. You know how... Films have something called the Oscars, the Academy yes. Awards. Yeah, yeah. Well, WWF has the Slammys. Call them a the gold dust. Call them prestigious the prestigious awards <laughs> ceremony. Call them the gold dusties because he is an Os- <laughs> he is a literal Oscar. They've Does been- he win any? No. Uh, right, does he? he doesn't win a slam. No, well, he might. The problem is, who, who knows? Because, <laughs> I mean, they're just nonsense. <laughs> but the first one is great, because the first one, <laughs> the, the Vince McMahon in 85, uh, we, uh, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush. In the 80s, a lot of powerful executives were taking coke. <laughs> I am going to stop that story to continue now on an unrelated one about Vince McMahon and the WWF. Let's insert a sweeper of nothing. There we go. In 85, Vince McMahon <laughs> <laughs> wakes up feeling like shit and decides <laughs> to have uh, his own Oscars thing. And they genuinely yeah. think these are going to be huge. And okay. they hire quite a big venue. <laughs> and they go... Have what? they not learned their lesson? <laughs> they then <laughs> come to the same conclusion that I, I was about to say was absurd. What they, hang on, wasn't he doing the bodybuilding fucking... Uh, that was the like, early 90s. That was the early 90s. Yep. What Slammy's happened to that? Slammy's been that? running for years. Years. Please God. I know, I, I, it's a separate podcast, but we probably will have to watch it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one he did, I was about to say, they do the stupidest thing possible where you go, people want to see a show, so what do you do? You get all of the wrestlers to come and sing songs. Uh, and then Vince will end it by doing, I think he does either Land of a Thousand Dances or, or, or Get Back, it's called, something odd, where he is dancing and singing and he's 
Uh, he's Vince McMahon, so he has no sense of this will go badly. Yeah. But it's going badly, but he has no idea. <laughs> he is just like, this is the fucking business. And I was going to say, what a pathetic thing to do, but then that's exactly what we did at the WrestleMania Live show. Yeah, we, we did started with, started a, with a song. song. Yeah. I was slightly dancing, so <laughs> we basically did our own slammies uh, without the fun of being off our nut on cocaine. Well, um, <laughs> you, might, you might have not have been. <laughs> so Vince... <laughs> Is is uh, it's worth watching because you'll get to see him do this fucking dance, which is just <laughs> off his head. But the slammies it runs continuously. I think it falls out some years, but it's still always going. Yeah. And it, I think it slightly goes till today. I think they still have right. the slammy awards because I'd never heard of it before. But they seem to go really big on it. it. It's it's a funny combination of what they do now pre WrestleMania is the mm. Hall of Fame, and that's a very sort of serious, prestigious, mm. you know, I- important wrestling event. Whereas this was just a load of old shit. <laughs> uh, but Arnold Scarland and um, uh, Captain Lou Albano get sort of, you know, uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm. So the, the seeds of it are there. I like to think that the, his slammy had a disgusting um, piercing <laughs> that he hung a rubber band on. <laughs> just, hor- just horrible. Uh, Owen Hart actually uses the slammies as part of his gimmick. He yes, comes he out because he wins it, too. Yeah. So those are slammies. <laughs> I actually did have the video, Slammies 96. So it must have been this slammy. Sounds like a dis- stop saying slammies. It sounds like a disgusting porno. Do you want to do slammies? Do you want to do slammies? Oh. It's like a preppy girl, just kind of like, like I had so many slammies last night. <laughs> I'm, Billy- a, I'm a fucking mess. Little <laughs> Billy Jim coming out of a, <laughs> a motorhome. <laughs> Vince, oh, Vince- <laughs> oh, there's a bit in the match. It's impossible to get to match two. Uh, it's, there's a bit in the first match where. Um, oh God! It's one of the fucking hillbillies. So right. I hate them so much. <laughs> they are, they suck so uh, hard. He spits into one of the headbangers' faces. <clears throat> yes. And Vince McMahon said, "Oh, that's terrible! No telling what Phineas has been doing with some of those farm animals." Uh, it's just supposed to make me sort of chuckle. <laughs> oh, Phineas is bumming a pig. Uh, oh, oh, I like him now. I'm going to get my child a T-shirt with him on. <laughs> you disgusting oh, hillbillies. Wow. I, mean, um, I like the, uh, um, the Godwin's overalls have got... Um, their overalls have like been split tactically <laughs> on the side because they clearly can't find one that will accommodate a stomach and also... You, you say whatever. split tactically. <laughs> They've just... Just split, burst. haven't they? They've just burst. You owe us another quid for those horrible ovals <laughs> you've burst through, you hillbilly. The fucking hillbilly. I hate them. Fucking I pigs. hate hillbilly gimmicks. I hate They're them. They're rubbish. They are oh, rubbish. And I agree with you. Two big Fred Wests running about <laughs> in, in the forest of Dean. There's um, um, uh, there's a sign saying um, Vince is God, Bischoff. Uh, Vince is God, Bischoff's his bitch. Mm. And now that's a child unnecessarily invested, as we said before, in the you know machinations of yeah. of a multi billion dollar company of sports executives <laughs> it really it's, is weird well, it's, it's like it's like imagine all the football with the sign saying Premier League yeah <laughs> yeah Premier League yeah or or or, or, or saying you know uh, you're, you're main shareholder <laughs> is better than the main shareholder of a local rival. Yeah, my Yay. cashier. I, <laughs> my cashier is better than... I don't know. Uh, no, now... Elton John. I, I, I was, I was going to say, it's difficult to say my cashier is better than anyone, isn't no, it? No, no, it really I isn't. Mean, I, mean, I imagine yeah. he probably grew up watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's another sign that just says disco fever. I don't know what that's for. Is that is that anybody in particular? Not at this the, point, no. No, disco no. fever. There is disco inferno in WCW, but I'm right. not, not sure he's around yet. Yeah. disco fever. Disco fever. 
Fever. Fever. Man. Um, the next match. <laughs> Third match. Second proper match. The no, Sultan yeah. uh, with the Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund versus young Rocky Maivia, the rookie. Oh, I know this bloke, Rocky Maivia, the rookie. They, yeah. kept on, they keep on, they're very big on calling him a rookie. They um, are. They Jer- are. They are absolutely doing this as wrong as can be. <laughs> they spend their whole time on the commentary, going, "He's going to be a future star. God, he's great. Isn't he amazing?" Mm. And everybody turns against him from day one. <laughs> they just go, "I hate this guy. You're, you're telling me he's great, and you're forcing him down our throats. Yeah, and we hate him." That yeah. happens a lot in the WWE nowadays, isn't it? They keep John on- Cena. Yeah, and, the, and to a lesser extent, John Cena, but. Roman Reigns is right. the perfect example of that, where they become the anointed one, and the second people get wind that they're the anointed one, they just they go, we played, don't want this, well, I don't yeah. want this. You can't tell us who to like. And this is the absolute epitome of that syndrome. Right. The, he comes out, he's been around for six months, mm. he's fresh-faced, he's, you know, lovely teeth, he's mm. smiling and waving, and they are chanting, die, Rocky, die. <laughs> it's it's so exciting. <laughs> the booing. Whenever <laughs> things start going Rocky's way, they, the crowd are booing and booing and booing. And they never cheer the Sultan. They no. don't care about the Sultan. No, they, they just, just hate just Rocky. They just hate Rocky. <laughs> This is the fucking rock, right? <laughs> How? The most charismatic oh. man on the planet. Now, credit, Future president. Credit to Vince McMahon. <laughs> he saw Rocky Maivia and he went, he is going to be a sensation. Yeah. And no one else in that <laughs> arena can tell what Vince McMahon can tell. You watch it now, and if someone had said to you, you know this guy, he's like the highest paid movie performer <laughs> in the world... Everybody fucking loves him. He is brilliant. Yeah. You just go, are you fucking insane? Look at him. When he when he when he sort of puts his hand up to sort of do a punch, mm. people boo. <laughs> when he lifts his arm, he they're mu- booing. He at must him. have thought, oh, this hasn't gone well. I, I can't quite believe when I watch this that he stuck it out. Yeah. Imagine going out for six months <laughs> and the crowd's just chanting, die, Rocky, die. And like he's against He's against the Iron Sheik. Like he's against. <laughs> oh, the, wow. He, he, the, the, the Sultan here is uh, a guy called <laughs> F- Fatu, uh, mm. who was in the Samoan SWAT team, later yeah. the Head Shrinkers. And he, he then had a, a good career in the 2000s as Rikishi. Yes. Um, uh, a big Samoan guy. And he is, uh, he's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, uh, I, 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 it's annoying when people have got all these different, I find this like with WWE, WWF. I, I interchange it constantly. Yeah. And I'm sort of, I, even though he's more famous as Rikishi, I'm probably just going to call him Sultan. Yeah. It's just easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The Sultan, of course, can't speak for himself because no. he has had his tongue uh, cut out. Oh, is that the in story? His backstory. He's still a bit of a hangover from the old yeah. 95, everything's day glow. But he wasn't the Sultan back then. Back then he was, Make a difference, Fatu. Right, where he um, talked about his—he'd been the victim of a drive-by shooting mm. when he was younger. He'd uh, died for three minutes, and he sort of came out and said, "Hey, make a difference, yeah. make positive choices." Yeah, and then they sort of went, "Oh, this is awful. <laughs> You've had your tongue cut out, right? <laughs> Stick <laughs> a mask teach, on, you. and in you go." Yeah, and they've given him this is a real get attempt your, as get well. Your, get your babouche um, <laughs> yeah. Turkish slippers on. Yeah. They, I, I'm, I can't really think that he did much other than fight. 
quite rocky. Right. And there was a sense of, you give this foreigner, this faceless, terrifying foreigner, mm. and he's backed up by the hated Iron Sheik and the yeah. hated Bob Ackland. And it's all an attempt to make people cheer Rocky. And But it, they won't be played. They oh will not be God. played. The Sheik in this is brilliant. <laughs> I wanted to see so much more of the Sheik. But <laughs> in the match itself, you know, Rocky is stuck in a headlock for five minutes, yeah. and uh, that's not going to help him. The honky-tonk man. No, it's Lawler. Jerry yeah. Lawler. He's obviously been told you can edge it up a bit oh, on yeah. the commentary. Is this the, is this the, the joke he makes So about boring, it? even Christopher Reeve got up and walked out. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it was fresh in the mind. Punch up, mate. <laughs> Punch up. You know, Jesus I'd still Christ. fancy Reeve in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler's wearing like a, like a, like a, like a mid, like a 70s, Sergeant Pepper's kind of porno kind of outfit. <laughs> He's wearing a Sergeant Pepper's kind of like suit, but nothing underneath it. No, it's it, disgusting. He often has his hairy chest underneath yeah. a jacket, which you should only really be doing if you, you're running out of somewhere <laughs> where you're, you know, you shouldn't you have been. You're, you know, like you're having <laughs> you know, an affair yeah. with someone's wife. Yeah, and they've come back in. You've heard them go, <laughs> "Darling, I'm home," and you go, "Oink." You know, ah, oh, it's Jerry Lawler. Actually, that's exactly the sort of thing Jerry Lawler would do. Probably <laughs> coming out, but he, ah, um, oh, mate. He's also had his hair cut, and it looks like Betty Page, the 50s glamour girl. He's yeah, got real he's got a good fringe kind of thing. Yeah, yeah a bit on. like um, Zooey Deschanel as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. They, they are exactly the same. They are exactly the same. <laughs> Whenever she appears in anything, I always like to Google what happened in Iran or what was happening in Iran at the time. Oh, he's yeah. always got his big, big flag. Iran number one. There was a there was an election, uh, and the voting age was 15. <laughs> and more than half of Iran's population was younger than 25. Fascinating. Really? Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. Yeah, I think there's a big landslide as well. But uh, <laughs> that's, Iran, that's Iran news for the podcast. That's all, we, all we're getting from uh, 1997. So that's what happened then. Sheiky is great in this. He's so much fun. And there's, there's a funny thing here. Again, it's no good for Rocky. Where they, in the commentary, they keep going on about how his parents are so proud. They go, mm. his mum and dad will be watching this now. Yeah. And, you know, he says, oh, he's always asking his dad, Rocky Johnson, for advice in the ring. Yeah. He might as well just go, and you know what else he does? He poos his nappy, <laughs> and his mummy comes along, and she powders his bum bum. Yeah? Do you like him now? Do you? Sometimes in the night, he gets very scared, and he gets up, and then he does a wee in his trousers. Yeah. That's Rocky for you. That's clever Rocky. Awful. But then his dad does turn up, and his yeah. dad's fucking brilliant. Yeah, his dad's fucking brilliant. He looks like a buff little Richard. He's like, he's, he's like, he's like mid-50s there. He looks great. Yeah, he looks great, Nick. in amazing condition. Also, worth saying, of course, those guys came from a period where they weren't necessarily taking all the steroids. Mm. They were... Just to some of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, was, well, was... I mean, in fairness, they, they were taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said that. It's absolutely not true. They are taking loads of drugs. <laughs> Tony Atlas is in, is in the crowd as yes. well. They show him. Uh, Tony Atlas, Tag again, one of our of... very first episodes, yeah. we mentioned he was obsessed with women's feet and his autobiography Fuck yes, that's is the one. largely dedicated to <laughs> trying to explain to you... not. And there's no shame in it at no, all. No, don't worry, shame. Almost, good good almost, on him. Yeah, but he spends the entire time sort of trying to say to you, "Why are you not into feet?" Because <laughs> think about what a sweet foot in your mouth, walking on your head. Think what that must be like. Hmm? Sweet feet. Um, they don't let him in the ring, so I don't know whether or not oh, <laughs> that's come out. Recently. Man, well, but, he's, he's chewing gum, and uh, I think Lala. Um, I think Lala gets upset because he's chewing gum. So he should be chewing gum. Yeah. It's, like, it's not the worst thing he does. No. Yeah, it, Far from it. Jams women's feet oh, in his mouth. Minty feet. <laughs> um, but they, um, uh, you know, it, I did sort of watch this bit, and the only bit that the, the crowd get into it is when 
the Sheik and Rocky Johnson and so Bob Backlund are getting yeah. involved. Yeah. Uh, it's just, again, I th- we said this with the last WrestleMania, but when you see Stone Cold in that one, mm. you, you would have no idea he was going to be the biggest star in the industry. Mm. You would watch this and you would never know that that guy was going to become one of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, did, did I don't know The Rock's wrestling career at all. I don't know any of the wrestling careers of anybody, really. Mm. Um, but did he, was there a sea change when did he concentrate on other acts? Because I think The Rock, he joined a, a tag team, didn't he? Or he tagged a, he, he joins joined the a... Nation of Domination. Right. And that is really the thing. There's a funny thing about, like, like what you got with Austin, yeah. which is the audience want to support them. They either want to cheer them or they mm. want to boo them. Yeah. If you've got The Rock and he's a good guy, well, actually, people naturally want to boo him. You've got to switch him. It's yeah. the same with Austin. People were cheering him. You yeah. have to switch him. You have to make him a good guy yeah. so they can really go for it. They've often said this with Roman Reigns. You know, people want to boo Roman Reigns. Make him a heel. Make mm. him an, uh, make him the bad guy. Oh, because his look is quite kind of the, like the mm. long black hair and uh, exactly. Make a better he bad seems guy. like a natural heel. If they're booing, then then use those boos. Yeah. The problem is nowadays is the merchandise, and the merchandise is such a big thing that you'd be saying to uh, the we're company. Gonna to, we're going to have to melt these Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Every last one of them. Good. Good. I am happy shit. with that. Oh, have we talked about Funko Pops? No, we yet? haven't. I hate them. <laughs> I hate anyone who collects them. Yeah. I'm not even going to apologise to the people who hate, hate them. They they are crass. <laughs> they, they, they have no char- charisma. I know they're inanimate objects, but they are so. You talk about something that's collectible. Yeah. They're so generic and shit. They are. They are really oddly generic. I don't like the fact that that if you like, if you like, right. <laughs> you can live your life how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> Two men doing a wrestling podcast. <laughs> About time we started telling people what was acceptably classy. <laughs> I did tell someone the other day, I was a, a, a friend of ours, and she said, oh, I haven't seen you and Pete for ages. I said, no, no, it's called Goodison. Funnily enough, I'm actually doing a podcast with him. And she said, oh, what is it? And I said, uh, I said it's actually doing really well. Um, she went, all right, what's it? Just, I yeah. assume, you know, what, just walk out the room. She went, what, what's it about? I said, um, it's, it's called WrestleMe. And she went, Miss what? <laughs> it's called WrestleMe. And she said, right, okay, well, it's just you talking, is it? I said, yes. <laughs> she said, oh, I'll give that a listen. I said, hmm. <laughs> She'll finally the the attractive mutual friend that we both have will get to hear our opinion on Funko Pops. <laughs> Sexy oh, man, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the." F- are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. 
not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The ultimate warrior. Fuck it. Little interview now with Ken Shamrock. Um, Yeah. They're doing a crossover with, with UFC here. Uh, ah. Vincent Mann trying to get a bit of legitimacy. Also seeing them as a possible ally in the battle against WCW. Right. Um, Ken Shamrock's been signed with the WWE for a couple of months by this point. This is the first time they really sort of put him front and centre. Mm. Um, it's, it, it, it's interesting in a way that they signed him to a three-year contract. And out of everyone they could have picked... Shamrock was the only one who could have done this. He turned into a very good pro wrestler. Oh, really? He was okay. really, really right. good. He he sort of lacked uh, a little bit of the, the razzle-dazzle of pro wrestling, but that made him unique. Mm. And it, it's... Oh, man. Have you ever seen the early UFCs? No, but I imagine they're not quite as glitzy as not, they are now. Not just as glitzy. They are almost unwatchable. <laughs> the only stuff that's watchable is the ridiculous freak show matches where right. a big, huge, great fat guy yeah, will, will waddle in and, and then get his, a get man put on the ground via a, man, a, man. a Muay Thai fighter will punch him in the head <laughs> and the guy will go down. And that's the only stuff when, you can watch. Or when like Kimbo Slice turns up. Yeah. The, the street fighter man who turns up to man, yeah. someone who can actually punch and uh, gets his head knocked uh, off. He had a, he had a, I mean, he's no longer with us. He's Kimbo yeah, he Slice. Yeah. yeah. All those street fights he had and then he, you know, yeah. he dies. Oh, he, what was it just been a big guy. He had a he had a, 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 a very sort of he was just he was not a great fighter. But I don't think I it was rem- necessarily related to his fighting. Right. I think okay. it was. I, I, you know, he just he just sometimes it just happens. Sometimes it just happens. I always remember. Uh, I just always used to watch his videos online. Yeah, they were great. Right. Oh, they, just, they were exciting. He was. You know, he, he he beat everyone. He had a great look. Yeah. There was always he. I, I think there was always a sense that sooner or later he would end up in pro wrestling. Mm. I have a feeling he might have done a couple of small indie shows, okay. but it never quite happened for him. What he wanted was, I think, a Japan contract, like a guy called Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp was a huge African American guy, really physically intimidating, mm. and he became a sensation in Japan in Japanese wrestling at a time when they were very keen on legitimate sports and I MMA. D- I, d- I just never, I, I never really understand <laughs> why you wouldn't, if you had the choice to to, to make the equivalent amount of money I, with, with UFC versus... I entirely agree. I don't know why you would risk killing your reputation. CM Punk, I don't know why he would, do, well, why seeing, he would sort you, of do that. I know you, they've got money, you see, and that's like with, the only with, other place to go, but... With Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, they come from that legitimate sports background. Right. They've gone into wrestling, but they've gone in at a level that nobody else has gone into. Mm. Even when Brock Lesnar was, was in the developmental uh, OVW, yeah. he was being paid a very, very good wage because they knew he was a legitimate sports star and yeah. something special. They were paying to keep him out of the hands of everybody else. Right. He then ends up going to UFC, but he's had a 
career as an amateur wrestler, he's done really well. The NCAA champion, mm. that sort of thing. You know, a, you know, I don't think he was quite Olympic caliber, but he was certainly, you know, he knew those those guys. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey, she went differently. She was a judoka, went to the Olympics, mm. uh, ends up in UFC, and basically, I think you know, she she's now in the WWE, doing tremendously well, and she has adapted to it brilliantly. Mm. CM Punk. I think he thought, well, if I go and I knock a load of people out, that really increases my value. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. And the problem is, that it's not a problem. The reality is wrestling will always bring him back. Mm. People want to see him wrestle again. Mm. I think he felt he had a point to prove, and I think now it's difficult to go, oh, I'm back doing wrestling. Yeah. And that was a disaster. Yeah. Crazy. I don't but understand. But why, why wouldn't he do something like um, like the All In Show or something? Something he's got a bit of cred. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, he did a signing there, <clears throat> so he's still sort right. of associated. But I think he has that, that sense of, but I've given up wrestling, I, I do this now. He doesn't want it to be seen as something he tried and failed at. He's like, oh, I'm on a long journey to I make it work. I hang out with Tim Armstrong from Rancid. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand it, but then again, no. you know, I'm not there. I suppose it, if you can make a quarter of a million dollars doing one fight every eight months versus, than, yeah. you know, 600 grand, and you're, you know, although he was making a lot more than that. Mm. So who knows? But Ken Shamrock, one of the very, very the early UFC Risky. stuff he's in, I mean, they would, there's a, a famous match with Dan Seven that he had, which was really excited. It was called something like the Ultra Fight, the Super Fight. Mm. Uh, and it was half an hour of the two of them just pacing around each other nothing really happening Ken would get him down he'd get up again and they'd just like pat hands and move around and it yeah. was just they both had techniques that didn't gel one of them was waiting for the other to make a wrong move yeah. and it was so boring early <laughs> UFC but it was legitimate mm. Ken had a bit of pro wrestling background as well mm. and he's actually really good this is his first sort of interview on the thing and he's, he just does everything you need him to do well he, lo- he looks his look is like um He's like a triangle. He's like yeah. he looks like uh, he looks like basically uh, someone who works as hard as a pro wrestler but doesn't eat fucking garage food. Yeah, it doesn't entirely. eat food on the road and doesn't you know just he, cut, his, cut mean, his and drink. Basically. He, he was the most important UFC fighter at that time because mm. he was one of the few who could do a good promo, who right. could who just looked like a fighter, mm. who looked in shape. He he was muscular rather mm. than like some of the wrestlers who were brawny and, yeah. and hoist Gracie who looked he did um, um, jujitsu, but he didn't have a, a physique. Ken looked like how you imagined a Jean-Claude Van Damme-esque fighter should yeah, look. Yeah. And so he was perfect for this job. The fact that they got him, I think, you know, Ken went back to have more sort of MMA stuff after this WWE stint, and it didn't go brilliantly. He ends up, I mean, he's still effectively the last five years doing fights, but mm. they're going in and people are saying he shouldn't be doing this, yeah. you know, and he is just getting knocked out in the mm. first round. It's just, it's a really sad way to end it. I, I do find it quite surprising he's not in the Hall of Fame. He was a really key person in that Attitude Era, mm. and he was actually really good in the ring. He's, mm. uh, you know, and he's never, had, he's never had problems like, you know, he doesn't seem to have had like big drug problems no. or anything like that. I don't think he's had any in fact so I mean it seems unusual that he's not in but I'm not quite sure what they're waiting for get him in get Get Ken Shamrock in in. and that man who was slapping him on the head that drunk man (laughs) with his stupid uh, jacket that guy's head got twisted off (laughs) (laughs) oh wow next match next match Triple H with China versus Goldust with Marlena fascinating yes because obviously this is the Wrestlemania debut of China we're into the internet age now I know who this woman is I've seen her loads of times yep there's a short clip of her work uh, at the live show that we won't go into. Yep. Um, she was green. Um, she, she, <laughs> and uh, so was the audience. Thank she, you, Jerry Lawler. Uh, she looks 
like unlike any other woman I've seen at a WrestleMania before. Like, yeah. It looks like we're moving forward, like almost politically, like gender yeah. politics. And then it cuts to two signs that the commentary team laugh at. Um, one says, "When Hunter and China get silly, who got the willy?" Not even they don't use willy in America. No, it doesn't make any sense. No, um, and also, who wears the pants in the family? So they're basically saying, "Ha, she's a man." Ha, she's oh got, yes, she's got, yeah. she got a jawline. Uh, Jerry Lawler says the theory is she was breastfed by her father. Yeah, and it- King, you've gone too far," <laughs> says Vince. <laughs> it's I quite like the gag, but I didn't like who it was. Yeah. That, if it was in, like you know, it's a it's a funny line. It's a funny line. But do you know sh- what? It's it's used but- horribly against a woman. Yes, you know she was. Yes. Uh, China was a, was a woman called Joni Laura. <coughs> she was a huge fan of wrestling. Right. Trained by I think Killer Kowalski, who also trained Triple H. Mm. Um, and she was uh, by all accounts just a lovely, lovely woman. Mm. Um, she bodybuilder. She, she started off as like a bodybuilder. Yeah, or something. She and, like a- and in these early days, uh, it was quite funny watching it back. When I picture. China when she first made her appearances I picture her as being almost taller than the guys yeah. I picture her as just being this huge muscular figure mm. she's actually quite small yeah. and she's just perfect she stands there impassively with her mm. arms folded and they only use her when it counts and so, it, it, in, yeah in this match it's really strange because obviously it ends him pick, uh, her picking up um, Marlena. Uh, Marlena and my god she shakes her around <sighs> It was like a, it's like, you know, when they're like a dog, like do you savaging know, a child. Do you know what I thought of? Louise Woodward. Louise Woodward? She was the woman who shook the baby. And it, it was the first, I, I don't, I don't want, I'm not like laughing at that. The way she shook her, I was like, fuck me, that is violent. I, th- I don't know whether it's the hair or the neck. Yeah. Like, it's like. Oh, a, it's, it's everything. Her, her, uh, so Marlena is being shaken by China. Yeah. For a I'm, long time. I've never seen anything like that. Marlena's, that's a neck injury, at least. You, you'll watch Marlena. She's moving like a blur. And you go, there's a face, that's a foot, there's a hair. <laughs> what? And it's just shaking her around. And it's like Marlena is in, is like, oh, I'm in a car crash, a car crash, and another car crash, and a car crash, and a car crash, and a car crash. Dreadful. Absolutely astonishing. And <laughs> the reaction that gets is amazing. I've ne- but you don't... S- yeah, I've never seen anything like it. No. I've never seen someone being picked up. And I guess a woman could only do that to a woman if we call it entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it's horrific. It was horrific. Yeah. It was incredible, but horrific. They, they, they used China so wisely in mm. that she never spoke. They didn't have her messing around in the matches. She would wait, and then there would be a set-piece moment. And my God, she was so popular. Yeah. So right. popular. She, in later years, ends up sort of competing far more. But mm. in this role just as this sort of bodyguard. You were always waiting for the day when this character would have their first match. Right, yeah, And you yeah, can yeah, really yeah. see that here. Yeah. She is so much of a bigger star than Triple H in this match. Yeah. It's just amazing. <laughs> Goldust in this match against Triple H works so hard. Mm. He suddenly realises things are changing. Okay, we're getting rid of this, you know, everything's yeah, uh, funny and cartoony. And he just sort of goes, okay, so I'm going to go out there and I am going to thump my way through this really aggressively. Mm. And it's really exciting. It's a thrilling sort of thing to watch Goldust do that. Mm. And you can see he knows what the future is. Yeah. The future is aggression. Yeah. And this is the first match on this where you go, God, he's working aggressively. Yeah. And that sets the tone for everything that's coming up. Mm. Just this weird, violent aggression. It goes too long, this match which is a shame, but the crowd just go mad for China. I've never seen anything like it. She's fantastic. Oh. Um, at, at exactly, if you are watching on the uh, network, um, 46-45, Goldust definitely scratches his golden testicles a little bit. <laughs> there's, like a, there's like a crotch shot, and he just reaches <laughs> un- under and gives him a little scratch. 
<laughs> and I was like, that's an unfortunate camera angle for a man scratching his nanjels. At least, at least, though, that's his character. <laughs> if there's anyone else, you go, he scratched his balls, and Goldust is like, yeah, you watch me scratch my balls. <laughs> perfect, perfect work, mate. Nice work. Sweet. Oh, wow. I, I sent you a picture uh, in the week of uh, Goldust, um, uh, obviously not his name, uh, but um, in a three-piece suit at uh, Kane's yes. office, mayoral yes. office. Yeah, Kane is, is the mayor of uh, Knox County, I think it is, in yeah. Tennessee. It's, uh, but Goldust looks fucking brilliant. They look like two cops. Yeah. Two cool cops. Don't they? Don't they? In a three-piece suit. D- uh, Dustin Rhodes, again, when you see him here, the fact that he's still working today at the top flight level <laughs> is just remarkable. <laughs> he he uh, he did have a period in the 2000s where he went to TNA and stuff mm. and he, he put on weight. But he is in such good shape now. He mm. looks better now than he does then. <laughs> and you see it and you just go, gosh, how amazing. This 30-year career. Yeah. At that level, absolutely astonishing. The only other person who can say that, you, you, you know, pretty much now is your Undertaker and your, and your Triple H. Yeah. They're and, still and, there. And, and Undertaker's pectoral muscles are like, he's had so many tears. Yeah. And so many kind of problems there, I think, because his, his breasts are like, just, like they're emigrating there's, into his armpits. There's something funny about the build-up, the build of a big man wrestler. And mm. the big men tend to break down mm. more noticeably than the, the smaller guys. Yeah. And it's just something... He, I think Undertaker is, what, 6'8", six, 6'10", six, six, or yeah. whatever they say he is. I mean, he's probably about 6'6". Six, six. Mm. But a body that big, doing what it does, mm. it noticeably begins yeah, to crumble and crack. Incredible. Poor lad. I liked it when uh, Hunter unzipped um, Goldust's top so he could get a good slap noise. <laughs> yes. That was Beautiful. good. That was good. It, I mean, you know, a great, a great piece of work by, by the two of them. Again... Talking of future stars, you wouldn't necessarily have noticed this and thought, well, Triple H is going to be no. a man who will dominate the business for the next 20 years. But Goldust, Goldust there's a lovely bit where um, Hunter jumps off the turnbuckle and Goldust kind of jumps with his bum out. Mm-hmm. A literal bumming. <laughs> um, uh, but it's a lovely bit of awareness from Gold, Goldie to sort of time it. Right, because you're not going to hear him come off the turnbuckle. He doesn't shout anything. No. So to know that like he's playing the kind of arm all dizzy and stuff, he jumps up and... Bubs him. It's just, <laughs> it's, there's no other way of describing it. But um, yeah, it's 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 he's great in this match. He I is. Like him. Yeah, he really is. And I think you know, it's one of those. Looking. It's one of those. I, 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 is there a better gold dust match than this? Not sure there is. I think he does really, really well, good. Uh, I've got a bit. Of, I don't know. I'm hungover. I'm not hungover, but I've uh-huh. just got a bit emotional when Goldust was carrying Marlene. Right, I was like, <laughs> oh, she's so dainty and he's so big. <laughs> and he's a golden and boy, it's, man. And it's the first time I think where they go. Look, this gold monster has feelings. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's really worried and concerned. And to for be honest, his... she should be. He should be concerned oh, about her. She's ruined. She oh, absolutely. Every vertebrae. Uh, he, he must have been looking at her and going, "Her eyes are really bloodshot." <laughs> this is. Are you? Is are you okay? It's like that little kid who got on on the uh, roundabout. Um, is it, no, what do they call it? Seesaw. No, what's the seesaw? Um, in a, a child's playground, the thing that goes round. Roundabout. Yeah. Is it roundabout. It's a roundabout. Yeah. Is it? Is it? You said it, and I thought, is that the right word for it? Yeah. And I was thinking, because a roundabout's what a car goes around. Exactly. That thing. Yeah. It's oh, around- the wheelie deely. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that thing. Uh, an internet uh, prankster did a uh, video where they got like a moped uh, and, and revved it up uh-huh. and made the wheel go like stuck the wheel on the side of it and made it go really quick so people were just spinning around. <laughs> and, and a kid got on it and apparently like his face, all the blood vessels burst in his face uh. and his eyeballs. Uh, and basically, he's like they've not seen injuries. Um, you know, it was the likes of sort of injuries that a NASA uh. an astronaut might go through. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and that's how we end the show. <laughs> a child's face. Every last capillary exploded. This week, don't rate or review. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Take a week off.
We'll, 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 be, we'll, we'll be back next, next week with nicer stories. Wrestle <laughs> 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 me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. Wrestle me, Pod at Twitter. Something. Bye. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.